Shelly Martin Podcast. Hi, and thank you for joining us on the Jelly Marketing Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Canada Post. I'm your host, Rod Jans. On the Jelly Marketing Podcast, we ask global industry leaders from world-class brands to share their best practices, innovations, and more to help you move your agency, business, or organization ahead. Our topic for today is about scale. You'll hear more about that in a few moments from our guest. Our guest is Penny Wilson. She's the Chief Marketing Officer at Hootsuite. Stay tuned to the end of the interview where we find out what Penny likes to spread on her toast. Episode 30, here we go. Hi, Penny. Thanks for joining me on the Jelly Marketing Podcast today. Thanks, Rod, for having me. I'm happy to be here. Penny Wilson is the CMO, the Chief Marketing Officer at Hootsuite. And uh, yeah, we're just delighted to have you on the show and have someone from, from Hootsuite. We'll dive into your specialty and we'll dive into Hootsuite and marketing and what you do there in a minute. But first, I'd just like to hear a little bit more about your career path. And uh, so when did you first become interested in marketing? Uh, well, so my career has been an interesting journey. I started, well, I have a degree in computer science and business, but I started in the financial services industry, spending about 10 years in IT at Merrill Lynch. And then I transitioned from IT, so I was still in tech, but to marketing enterprise software. And I was the CMO and president of a company called Alias Research, which was a leader in 3D computer graphics. Um, and then following that, I became the CMO of Macromedia and Juniper Networks. And, um, you know, I've really always been interested in the customer perspective. And I think that was what made me a natural in marketing. How did you first get interested or, or hooked up or aligned with uh, Hootsuite? Well, that's a good question. So I I met Ryan for coffee one day, and I realized in my conversation with him that, you know, social had evolved from being just a marketing tool to really being a tool that connected organizations with their customers across the entire spectrum. So whether you're a sales and you're a customer support or you're in marketing, that social was this really unique opportunity to um, to connect with your customers. And so having, um, having a, a personal passion for that, I really felt that there was this unique opportunity. And coming from sort of that transition of um, where there's a strong connection between the technology that's used and the customer who uses it, so we really do... We, you know, we our, our technology is used as the defining mechanism that a lot of people use in doing their job every day. So it really connect, creates that strong connection between customers and and the technology itself. How long has Hootsuite been around, and how long have you been there? Hootsuite's been around for almost nine years now, and I've been here since October of 2015. You know, since you've been there, what are some of the changes that you've seen? I see new social media. I'm a Hootsuite user, so oh, excellent, familiar with the tool. And I see new platforms being added every once in a while. What are some other things that have happened since since you've been there? Well, that's a good question too. So uh, there's a lot of things that we've we've done as we've 
transitioned over the last year and a half. I mean, I think because I have a strong technology background um, in, in computer science, I bring a lot of letting the data be the thing that drives uh, drives how we go to market. So, you know, marketing was primarily sort of a product pushing exercise. We've got this great product for you to use. And so I do a lot of work around making sure that we understand from a customer perspective so that we're talking about how we're solving customer problems. So we've done a lot of work on the customer journey. We do a lot of work on ensuring that we're effectively listening to our customers, that we're allowing the improvements in our business and in the products that we bring to market to be driven by our customers. And I think that that's probably some of the the key changes we've made and really trying to go to market by the problems we solve versus the products that we provide. I think sometimes when people work for companies like Hootsuite, they have a unique perspective on their tool, like, and how you would define it, you know? So I'm, I'm curious how you would define it because I think I want to, I want to fo- follow this question up with how, how do you as, how do you market Hootsuite? So mm-hmm. yeah, do you have sort of a unique, I mean, I look at it as a communications tool, a communications and marketing tool, but how do you, how do you define Hootsuite? Um, so I really define Hootsuite as an opportunity to, to both help digitally transform a, co- a company or an organization, but also as a key customer communication mechanism. So, you know, right now there's sort of three very powerful trends in everybody's business that are rapidly coming together, the the power of social, the power of mobile and being mobile, and really the expectation of real time. And that's generating a lot of change faster than anybody would expect. So, you know, I think successful companies harness the potential of these new trends and they use this technology to help them scale their business growth. And because social can be used across that whole journey from awareness all the way to advocacy, um, you know, really mapping out the steps of your customer journey is an, is an important element and then identifying how, how you can enhance um, a customer's journey with you. So, you know, I guess I, 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 I look at social as being more of a solution to both transform your business, to understand your customers better, to to really listen to your customers, also to see what your competition is doing, and um, become a more authentic communicator with your customers, more personal in many respects. What do you think are the main benefits of using a tool like Hootsuite? And, and just even according to the data, what do you see people using it the most for? Well, I think that it started as a, a brand awareness tool for sure. Um, a lot of people used it to create brand awareness, to create brand loyalty, to ensure they protected their brand and they knew what was being said about their brand. But I think it's truly evolved in two different ways. One is to strengthen that relationship with the customer. So, and I think consistency is a big part of that strengthening, uh, and, you know, improving the customer journey is a big part of it. And then finally, I, I believe now that people are able to see a lot of the return on investment that they can get out of social, whether it's um, increasing their leads or it's driving right through to sales 
or it's, you know, increasing their competitive positioning. There's a lot of ways to connect social directly to your business outcomes. Looking into the future, what, where do you see this going? And even for Hootsuite as a company, where, is the, what are some new things or what are some things that are maybe on the horizon for you? Well, we have, there's, there's a number of things that are on the horizon for sure. Artificial intelligence is on the horizon. There's lots of things that we keep an, our sights on. You know, we're really trying to do two things, I think, is really make sure that we keep the technology simple enough so that it can be directed across an organization. We spend a lot of time and effort in educating our customers. So we invest a lot in our Hootsuite Academy, in our training programs. We just launched our value realization service. Um, so some of the acquisitions that that you've seen, like our uh, acquisition of a company called Lift Metrics, which really allows marketers to measure the return on investment of their social, our acquisition of Ad Espresso and our in- introduction of Hootsuite ads really increases that efficiency metric of uh, using social. So between really driving efficiency and connection to the business really in, uh, continuing to educate, making people confident in social. There's still a lot of people who are afraid of social or making a mistake in social and ensuring that there's that level of understanding of how to use social effectively is super important for us. Sort of that, you know, making sure we're putting that social DNA out into the market. And I would say the third thing is, you know, we have the most widely used social media management platform. So with over, you know, 15 million users and 800 of the Fortune 1000, that we really have an understanding of data and social behavior that other organizations can't. So really, in order to help our customers, we want to use that information to make sure that we're giving them best practices. This episode of the Jelly Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Canada Post. How do we decide where to buy coffee in the morning? What we read on the way to work? How we stay in touch? What motivates everyday consumer behavior is something marketers are always eager to learn. But habits and preferences are changing faster than ever due to a rapidly evolving marketplace. That's why Canada Post is evolving too. Innovating to meet today's marketing challenges in ways that take advantage of their unique capability to meet customer needs. For example, recent neuroscience research has found that in our highly connected digital world, physical media have a greater ability to get noticed and make an impact. Studies have shown that as part of our coming home ritual, mail carries positive associations that make us more open to its messaging. That direct mail is 21% easier to understand than digital media, produces 70% higher brand recall, and creates 20% higher motivation response, indicating a stronger propensity to drive action. These findings confirm what many marketers have always known. Direct mail works. Get started now. Put the science of activation to work for your brand with Smart Mail Marketing. Earlier I said I would ask you how do you market 
Hootsuite. So maybe you could answer that for us. You you have a marketing tool, but how do you how do you get the word out? Well, we definitely have the highest social activity <laughs> of any company in the, in our space. So we get the word out in various ways. We uh, invest a lot in digital marketing. We have a you know a, st- a substantial demand gen um, team. Uh, we invest in uh, corporate communications. So we do a lot of thought leadership work. We we're sort of blessed to have a CEO who is a prolific writer and and well known in the industry. And he's recently written a book, so you know it's always an opportunity to put him in front of um, of any organization, help them understand the space. We also have a group of industry principles that we use in our thought leadership. We market by just having the best education tools for people to use to learn about social. Um, so there's there are many ways in which we take our own company to market. But social is obviously, and being a leader in social and drinking our own champagne is probably one of the primary ones. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Do you have a team? Like, do you work with several different people? Yes, I um I have a um an interesting marketing organization in that I have a I have a large team of what's called growth. So all of our no touch business is is generated by this team. They also work on all of our demand gen, um, all of our digital assets like the web and paid media. I have the core marketing uh, organization, so that would have your traditional corporate communications, product marketing, social uh, brand, uh, all of those core teams, along with the field marketing organization, uh, which we have all over the world. So. And then I also have customer support. So that gives me the opportunity to really understand and, and get close to the entire customer journey. So having customer support as part of my team, my leader there has the responsibility for, you know, understanding the customer journey right the way from awareness, <coughs> excuse me, all the way through to advocacy. It really helps to have a CEO that creates content, doesn't it? And is a believer. It really in, does. And obviously, is a believer in social and what you do. So, yes. Yeah, I know. I have several clients where you know, currently and in the past, where it's like, oh man, where's the where's the content going to come from? But if you have a a CEO who's out there and and writing and doing this kinds of things that Ryan's doing, that must really be a, a, must be very helpful to you. It is a blessing, absolutely. That doesn't come often as a marketer. In our pre-interview discussion, I told you that we're we're hopefully talking to marketers on the Jelly Marketing Podcast. And I'm just wondering if there's something that's working quite well for you lately that you wouldn't mind sharing with them as far as a, a tip is concerned, a marketing tip. A marketing tip. Well, I'm always full of tips. Um, <laughs> Well, so I, I am a bit of a brain science fanatic, uh, Rod, and I love to leave people with sort of a tool to remember any tips that I came, come up with. And as I mentioned, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of customer and scale. So I talk a lot about scale and, uh, when I'm out there in the public. And so I have an, I have an acronym for the word scale. Um, and I use it, um, often. So assets for social, you know, allow, which really is a tool I think allows you to align your business to customers um, at every touch point in their digital journey. Um, and C is for being customer centered. 
You know, I think we need to understand as marketers now that, you know, we're not leading customers really, you know, they are leading us now. And so keeping customers at the center is an important aspect. A is for, for being authentic. I think being authentic, being personal, being relevant in a world that's a bit overloaded with information is a really important um, asset to remember. You know, it's a social in particular is an opportunity to communicate with individuals. And when you can learn to communicate with those individuals at the right time and in the right place and with the right information, I think that that's where you're going to find there is a big um, return for your business. L, get back to the word scale. So L is for listening. And I would say there's probably an L squared there because it's for listening and learning. Because I think when you listen to your customers, it allows you to create sort of those those memorable moments with them that you could um, then create at scale. So listening to them is an important thing. And then E is for engaging. And again, across uh, trying to engage the whole organization in talking to a customer because every employee can truly work in social harmony with your customers. And um, so that's my tip and my acronym for scale. Good. That's great. I love that. Very memorable and very applicable. I can see how that works. Is that like a keynote that you often give as well? <laughs> well, I, I am, a, as I mentioned, I'm a bit of a brain science nut and I just yeah. feel oftentimes that I do use different acronyms. So next time you hear me, I might use something different, but I have used this one before. Yes. <laughs> Good stuff. Good. Well, thank you for that. And ask all of our guests, uh, some similar questions. So we're going to, we're going to switch gears here and go into our final quick questions here. And the first one, and and just because we're the jelly marketing podcast, your answer doesn't have to be jelly. But uh, the first question is because we're the jelly marketing podcast, what do you like to spread on your toast? Yes, I thought you might ask me that. question. (laughs) So I do like to spread two things on my toast and not together. So peanut butter is one of them. And I, I like fig jam. Oh, nice. Oh, I'm not a jelly person, but. <laughs> Great. I like Fig Newtons. I imagine Fig Jam is quite good. Oh, you're going to have to try it. I've never had it. it sounds You'll good. You'll think of me. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have a favorite business book? Um, I have a lot of favorite business books. I'm presently reading a book, which I'm quite enjoying, called Winning with Data, Transform Your Culture and Empower Your People and Shape the Future. It's written by a guy named Thomas Tungus. I don't know if I pronounced his last name correctly, but I do follow his blog as well. I think it's a good book for anybody to read. Cool. We'll look it up and put a link in our show notes on that. You you are a real data person, aren't you? I am, yeah. <laughs> You're even reading about it in your spare time. <laughs> I know. Yeah, good stuff. And are you an iPhone or Android person? I'm an iPhone person. Do you have a favorite? Aside from the Hootsuite app, of course, do you have a favorite app on your phone? Uh, I have a lot of apps I couldn't live without. Um, I I guess, uh, you know, going back to being a brain fitness fanatic, I do like Elevate as one of the apps that I have on my phone. But I also really, I guess my favorite personal social thing is Instagram. And do you have a favorite life or business hack to share some shortcut or loophole that makes your life a little easier well i think the thing that makes my life easier is 
getting up and running with my dogs every day. So I find that if I if I exercise, it gives me energy and it reduces my stress and it just generally makes me happy. So that's probably my biggest. If I don't get up and do it, then I'm not as happy during the day. Nice. I like that one too. I, I, I'm often, I don't know if this is like, I, I don't know how you get to work or whatever, but sometimes I'm in my car and I can just still feel the endorphins and I'm just so happy that I got up and, and did that, you know, yeah. <laughs> still feeling good and on the way to work. Excellent. And our final question is, do you have a cause that's near and dear to you? Well, I support a number of things. I, um, I like to support organizations that help develop young women in science. So I work with an organization here in Vancouver called Minerva. Um, I'm also a big supporter of the fight to conquer cancer. I often do the, the ride or at least support people who are doing the ride. Good. We'll put links for those in our, our show notes as well. Well, thank you so much, Penny, for taking the time to talk with us today. I, I really do appreciate your time. I know you're super busy and it's great to have someone from Hootsuite on the Jelly Marketing Podcast. My pleasure, Rod. Thanks for having me. Thanks again to Penny Wilson from Hootsuite for joining us on today's podcast. And thank you for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.